Hey, friends, Pastor Buddy Tabman, Keep the Promise Ministries. Hey, look, I want you guys to start utilizing some of the great things that the Lord has blessed us with. Our website at keepthepromise.org and also Keep the Promise Ministries Facebook page. Tune in, pass this message on. We're going to be talking about looking within. That's where it starts. Looking up, then looking within. Y'all tune in, pass it on. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. look forward to Sunday. I was sitting there while she was praying. I was like, I love getting together with everybody on Sunday and and seeing what's going on with our church family and things like that. But know this, know that you prayed for every day. It's not just on Sundays or some days, it's every day. So welcome, welcome, welcome. We're going to jump on into the message. And and really the title says everything, sets the stage for where we're heading with it. It's about taking a good look at ourselves. How many know that every now and then it's good to kind of take some spiritual inventory? I said it's good. I didn't say that it was always comfortable. Somebody say amen. amen. But you know what? We should be looking at ourselves and measuring ourselves up against what? God's word. Not your neighbor, not what somebody else says, what somebody's opinion is, but about what God says about who we are to be and how we're to live our life. So today we're going to start in Romans chapter 12. This is where we're going to get to. And I got a little unpacking here. Romans 12, if you've got your Bibles, open that up today. I got most of the scriptures selected and we'll have it on the screen. But I always encourage you to bring your Bibles. But it says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. That's where we're going to get to. But guess what? We got to thrust through a, a couple of things before we do. You know, the first 11 chapters of uh, the book of Romans really is telling us about who we are, what Christ has done our sinful state, and how God brought us back. Right now, as we roll into chapter 12, it's going to show us how to act. It's going to show us how to live. And that's what we're talking about today. So let me go ahead and jump on in here about making disciples and being a disciple. But I want to read a little bit with this today. So let's bring it on in. And I think that ought to do it right there. Let's try that. Boom, one more. All right, if y'all want to read along, that's fine. Starts in verse 9. It says, Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love, honor one another uh, above yourself. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, uh, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. We're going to break this right on out. Let's keep on rolling so it'll give you the good foundation. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Anybody, anybody getting this good so far? Everybody's toes all right so far? And it says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, uh, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it's mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil. But overcome evil with good. How many people say, whoo, I need Jesus to do that? We do. We do. But let me tell you, when you put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, Holy Spirit comes in and lives in us and guides us and allows us and helps us to walk this thing out. Let me ask you a question. Does God ever ask you to do something that you cannot do with his help? 
He's going, he's going to make sure you can do it. He's going to equip you. He's going to give you the opportunities. So as we go through here, I really want to hit three things. We're going to break this out. We're going to talk about love and action, being a blessing, and also to be careful. How about that? Anybody's mom ever said, y'all, be careful? <clears throat> Did it make any difference? Was it like you're going to set out and go out and, I'm just going to be crazy today. <laughs> I used to think about, now you be careful. <laughs> yeah, well, we need to be careful. We need to care, and we'll get to that. That's the that's third slide. I don't want to get ahead of the game. But I want to break this out, what we just read, and, and see if we can apply ourselves in this. Love in action. A couple of questions. I think one way to really uh, identify things in our life is to ask a few questions. Is our love sincere? Let's take a look at that. I said, you know, worldly love says this. I love you as long as there's something in it for me. Y'all see how that works sometimes, right? When the benefit doesn't outweigh the effort, then those folks will move on. I, I, I say, you see it all the time. Take a look within. How is your love driven towards others? The love of God wants us to, to have a, a, his kind of love and show that to others. Are we maturing in that? See, God's love is just amazing, isn't it? That he would love us like he does on our worst day. Anybody have a bad day? Ever had a day where you said, man, I hope nobody's looking, right? Yeah, yeah. God sees that and he says, I still love you. I still say you're worth it. And he wants us to be compassionate with people. Is our love sincere? I don't really know, is it really love if I'm just loving somebody for what I can get out of the situation? You know, his love is continuous. His love should be contagious. Let's roll on out of here. It says, do we hate what is evil and cling to what is good? And I thought, you know, as God cultivates our hearts, we should hate what God hates and love what God loves. And if we really get to that point, it's going to change every way we do life. It's going to change the way we give. It's going to change the way we go. It's going to change the way we respond. But if we keep our Bible shut, we're not going to get that message, are we? If we keep our hearts hardened, we're not going to get that message. But look at this. Do we hate what is evil? See, what usually happens is, is we hate what is evil when it's on our doorstep. Do we hate what is evil across the board? God doesn't pick and choose. He says what's right. He says what's wrong. And we look at this and I say, man, it just goes to show what's in your heart. I say, you hear this a lot of times. Check this out. I said, a lot of times people say, well, you know what? If it doesn't affect me, you know, it's, it's okay. It doesn't matter to me. But really, did you hear what that statement was about? If it doesn't affect me and mine, I don't care. Doesn't that just show where your heart is at? Doesn't it just show it's like, well, it's all about me. See, this is what happens over time. The thing that you don't think is going to affect you, you and your family will gradually start growing and growing and growing and get in your family. You know what I mean? You know, other people say, well, I don't care if somebody's doing this or doing that. Well, guess what? When little Johnny starts doing this and doing that, then guess what? Then we got a problem. When little Sally comes home with this and that and talking about this, you go, what happened? So I want us to, 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 to be mindful of this. Love and action. I wrote this down when I was going through my notes. I want to share this, this, this little thing the Lord gave me this morning. That's why I write it down or I'll forget it. I said, love moves grace forward. Amen. Think about that. Love actually moves that grace forward. And so what I mean by that is when we love somebody, we give them grace. We give them mercy. That's what God does with us, doesn't he? He doesn't because grace is God's unearned, unmerited favor. You can't earn it. God just pours it out. And he pours it out in us so that he can pour it out 
through us. Anybody doing all right so far? Let's keep on rolling. How about this? Do we honor others above ourselves? Now, this is a teaching and a preacher. We are cutting right through line for line. Do we honor others above ourselves? You know, have you ever, think about this, have you ever seen in your life a more lack of respect for other folks? Since, I, I mean, 55 years, I've never seen nothing like this before. I mean, it, it's crazy. Let's just take a look. What about parents? You see kids in the mall and everything. What about teachers? They got teachers in here. How about that? It's never the kids' fault. It's, it's, it's the teacher's fault. And then when you try to get some backup a lot of times, then the establishment, well, couldn't you do this right here? Couldn't you do this, you know, maybe to give Johnny another 479 million chances? And then, you know, next thing you know, what? isn't that little Johnny on the news? Yeah. There you have it. What's wrong with that picture? You know? I don't know. I'm really thankful for the time that I grew up in. Um, and there's a lot of changes coming down the pipe now. But I know even when I would hear my dad talk of different things, he said even in West Virginia, if they would get out carrying on and the street lights are on, they're getting a little loud, they walk by somebody's house, somebody goes, hey, I know your mama and your daddy, you need to get home. They didn't yell and throw stuff or anything like that. They said, yes, sir. Because they knew that that guy probably would have whipped them. And then when they got home, mom and dad would have whipped them for embarrassing them when you're outside. Can I get an amen? amen? I'll get some letters on this one. I'm just telling you what my dad said, all right? But that's what happened. And uh, I will say that he, he brought that on into uh, my time frame as well. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, yeah, I think uh, Miss Peggy said we need to go home. We're going home. Yes, and do this. Look at this. What do we got next? Do we lack zeal as we serve the Lord? Now, I want to talk to you about this a little bit. How is our serve? Not only corporately, but individually. Now, a lot of times we just show up. I say we in general. Just show up. Listen, go home. How do we take what we learn each week and apply it to our life and take it back to our families? Take it out to the restaurant. Take it out to the long line of DMV. Now, I tell you what, if you don't pray, go to DMV, you will. I'm going to tell you what, you'll be like, oh, Lord, I need some. Right? So, but that's an opportunity there to be a blessing. I mean, it's an opportunity every time. Do you open the door for other folks? I'm just, I'm just breaking it down on the low level here. Or do we say, hey, how you doing? Are you having a great day? What's going on? How can I help you? See, that's part of serving the Lord, too, because you are representing him. Not just representing him, representing him everywhere you go. Because people know if you're a Christian or not, right? Not just because you bump sticker, Right? Not just because they see you coming out of KTP here. Oh, I, I, you know what? I saw Jim and John. They go over to that church over there. And then you go out there and act crazy. Then they go, I get a phone call. Right? You guys probably get phone calls on me. I'm going to be honest. Right? But you know what? Y'all laugh a lot harder at that joke than I thought you should. What I'm saying is this. You know what? We have an opportunity to serve the Lord. Not just in the church. But as the church, you hear what I'm saying? As the church, we are representing our Heavenly Father. And I tell you what, I pray that we do. And let's be honest, some days we do better than others. But you know what? This is one thing that I think you guys, one of many things that you guys do fantastic, and I, and I just love it. Do we practice hospitality? I've said this many times. Something going down, there's two things we do. We will pray, and we will throw food at it. <laughs> Whew, somebody's sick, let's pray for them. Here, take them a ham biscuit. And that's all right. And, that, and I'm going to tell you what. I've had more people 
come back and say, I am so blessed by the outpouring of love from the church family of, of checking in and calling and stopping food by or whatever the case. Now, here's something else. Please let us know if you have a situation going on that we can help with because we don't always know. But, but we're, we're equal opportunity lovers is, is in Jesus, okay? So we want to make sure we don't miss anything, but I know sometimes we do. But it's not because we're, we're trying to. It's just, you know what, we want to put love in action. So I'm going to bring this all back. This is where I broke it out from. We just read it. I'll read it again. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. Sometimes that's hard, isn't it? We're going to pick and do what we, you know, I'm going to do this. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord what the Lord's people are in need. Practice hospitality. That's really, I just kind of broke that out. But as we go through that, that's a great measuring stick in our life, okay? In chapter 12, Paul's talking about, hey, look, this is what our life as believers are supposed to look like to others. Not just outside of the church, but inside of the church. And that right there is a great place to say amen. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good? So the next thing I saw in the scripture, and we're going to go right on down, was this. Be a blessing. Let's take a look at this. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Whoa, boy. Pastor Buddy, Pastor Buddy stepping on some toes today. I'm going to tell you, I, I'm preaching to me first. I said, here's a good measuring stick, like I said. We surely need the Holy Spirit to give us strength. And this is something I'd like to share with you from our studies and stuff today. Uh, the other day, I wrote this down. I didn't put it on the screen. I want to share this with you. One of the, the devotions I was doing was talking just about this, and, and the Lord just starts bringing all this together. And I wrote this down from my reply when I see something like this. I said, every season, every day, we need to be chasing the truth. Looking forward to our departure of this part of the journey. If we stay focused on the now and our current situation, it can surely be overwhelming. Somebody say amen. amen. We must reset our minds on eternity. Yes, we are here now. Yes, today matters. But this is just a season. Make it work for the benefit of Christ. The good, the bad, and the ugly. I think we sum it up in this. It's about our choices. Never easy, always necessary. Keep your eye on the prize. That's what the Lord was showing me as I was, I was walking through this. It's never easy all the time. That's why we need Holy Spirit to show us and, and, and prompt us. Now, how many people love grace when they get in a bind? I'm telling you. What is it, Miles? What I always say? Where, when, when somebody's got their hand in our cookie jar... We want their hand, but when our hand gets caught in the cookie jar, we want grace and mercy, right? Think about that. Bless those who persecute you. I know that this is not normal for the flesh, but you know what? We're to live and walk in the spirit, and that's how God shows himself in us and through us. I will say this. I do not condone being a Christian floor mat. But I do think we need to rely on the, the power of Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and respond like God wants us to. And guess what? We need it. How about that? How about this? Rejoice with others who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. I said, man, we need to celebrate the, the victories with folks. Show compassion in the seasons of loss. 
And I wrote this down. I said, every funeral puts a demand on my heart. Every time I do a funeral. But God is faithful to refill us with more of him. I don't know about you guys, but I know from the pastor's standpoint, when I do a funeral, it, it really impacts my life. When somebody entrusts me to share about their love when maybe the last public speaking that one might be, I really, really, really take it serious. I pour into that, you know. And I tell you what's crazy. I've sat down with families over the years, and people will give me a whole lot of information. And I've sat down with other people that really don't give you a lot of information. But I just will tell you this. This is what I do. When I sit down with the family... I take notes, and I take notes, and I take notes. And when I pray over this thing and I craft this back in, I make sure to the best of my ability that everything that family has shared with me, I put it back down. I weave that in there. I weave that in there. So if you only tell me a little, that's all I can give you. But you know what's sad is, how in the world can you really take somebody of 50 years old, 80 years old, my mom was 90 years old, and put it in a paragraph. It's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. That's where the testimonies come in. And not just on that day, but every day from that legacy being poured into you. You know, I, I hope that I represent my mom and dad well. But even more than that, I want to represent my heavenly father well. The one who gave it all for us. The one that allows us to get up and breathe in the morning. The one that says, hey, I'm going to get you through this thing. You know, even when we get in a report and we don't like it, we can still trust God in the midst of those things and be a blessing. Rejoice with those who rejoice. That's not too hard, right? Maybe it is. You ever get a new paint job on your car and everybody at work pick it apart? Just saying. You ever get a raise and the guy that sits beside you say, well, yeah, yeah, well, good thing I didn't put in for it because you know they gave it to me. Does that happen? It happens out there, doesn't it? How's, how are we supposed to respond? You know? And people know if, you, if you're plastic or not. You go, man, I sure am glad you got that job. Woo! I'm glad you got that raise. I mean, meantime, when I was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Right? I remember when I got a promotion at work years ago. Not everybody was happy. I was. And i tell you why I was. I'm going to tell you a little story. They had a new company come in and took over. And prior to that, the guy came and said, hey, look, I talked to the other bosses, said, hey, we, we want you to take this lead position. All right, okay. He said, you're doing it anyway. We'll <laughs> Settle up front. We can catch you up on the money later. I was like, what? <laughs> we should have had that conversation up front, but anyway. So I'm doing the job and everything, and everybody went real crazy about that. I said, well, hey, man, I'm just doing what they asked me. Well, they were so not crazy about it that they pushed it that we had to reapply for the job. And I said, Lord, you know, I don't even want this job a couple of, you know, 50 cents, 75 cents worth of headache. I was doing fine. Just leave me alone. You ever get like, just leave me alone. I'll just go over and do my thing. But the Lord continued to show me that he was going to put me in a, in a spot where he could teach me things. So we went and we had this big old uh, uh, job interview. I've been on the same job for 35 years. I ain't had a job interview in 25 years at that point. I can just tell you what I do. And so I said, okay. 
So we sit around this table and they ask me some questions and all this. And the whole time, I was just thinking about the Lord. I was like, you know what? What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say, you ain't got a job no more. I still go back to my regular job. So I'll never forget this. This is the Holy Spirit relying on the Holy Spirit. I'm sitting in this meeting, and they said, well, is there anything you want to ask us or anything you want to add to it? I said, yeah, I'd like to. I said, you know, I appreciate this opportunity. I said, but let me tell you something. My, my goal is this. I want to impact lives every day for the kingdom of God. Everybody's like, what? And I said, I'm with the people here on this job more than I'm with my family. So I want to pour into them and I want to encourage them. I want to do everything I can to give them the best foundation, not only to grow in their job, but to grow in their relationship with the Lord. I said, I'm really open about what I believe. Just want to share that with you. That's my story. God bless you. And the woman from, from, from the, the HR went, boom. She said, I ain't never heard that in my life. I said, well, I guess I'm going back to my tools. <laughs> right? I didn't get back to the shop ring-a-ding-a-dingy. We would like you to keep your job that we gave you before. How do you feel about that? I said, thank you very much. Now, I don't know if that would, did it or whatever, but you know, I, I, man, I'm way off the text here, but I'm going to tell you how that worked. Some of y'all have heard this story. Just, the Lord's just laying this back and reminding me of these things here. See, I stood for the Lord, and I realized, win, lose, or draw, that's my desire. So that's my desire. Do you know several years later, there was a fatality at work. And I'm getting ready to leave, and personnel calls me. Hello, buddy. And I could tell this woman was crying. I said, what's going on? She said, we've had a fatality on the field. I said, I'm so sorry. She says, I'm calling to ask you to do what you do, not your job that you're hired for, but what God called you to do. Would you please go talk to these folks over there with this accident one? I said, absolutely. And by the way, just want you to know, I knew we needed to call you, but the big man said, call buddy. Now I'm saying that for one reason, not to elevate buddy. But I'm going to tell you what, maybe if I didn't say anything, if I just stayed under the wire, God wouldn't have used that in a mighty way. Do you know that I was able to go and minister to folks there? As sad as that was, and accidents do happen. But God knows where you are. Amen. He knows where you're at on your job. You might not think about things like that, but when something comes down, guess what? They start looking at it. You know what the big man said? I'm talking about the, 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 the guy over the whole contract. He came up, he put his arm, he said, I knew you would come. Thank you. And went on and did something else. Because I tell you what, when people realize that it's just not talk, and people realize that you rejoice with those who rejoice and you mourn with those who mourn, guess what? They're going to call you. Because they have seen something different in your life. I'm not here to tell you that, that, man, buddy's got it all down. Please, when I share these stories, my hope is this, to just show you how God will use the average guy if he's available and the young lady. It's always to glorify God. That's what, that's what the story's about. So you know what? That day, I did get to, to speak on behalf of the Lord. And you know what? I cannot tell you how many times since then that I've had people in relationships built from that day 
that still grow now. Isn't that something? See, people, as a rule, will remember when you were there when things were tough. Is that right? Think back in your life when everybody else scattered and there were one or two people that stayed with you. Sometimes, you know what's crazy? It was the most unlikely candidate you thought. The most unlikely candidate. You thought, everybody, where, where, where's, where's, where's my good time, Charlie, buddy? What's up? Hey, what's up? And then, boom, they scatter. And maybe the person that you thought, man, they'll never step up. Not only did they step up, they stepped out and they helped carry you through. Somebody say amen if you got a friend like that. And somebody say oh me if you're not that friend. I pray that we are that friend. Look at this. Verse 16. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. I love that right there. I tell you what, because I know a lot of people associate with me because they feel like I'm in low position. It's all right. Do not be conceited. I want to tell you what. It is so cool being the hands and feet for Jesus. Isn't that something? It is. It just is. I tell you what, I meet folks all the time and it's just crazy because I don't know what a preacher's supposed to look like, but evidently it's not like this. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Now, I will say people say, you talk like a preacher. They go, y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all about doing all right. You know? but, but it's crazy because we got this idea of, 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 of the preacher and the, the minister and the, and the music person supposed to look like this and sound like this and all like that. Guess what? God likes variety. Guess what? God got, surely got a sense of humor. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about right there. So don't count yourself out. Count yourself in. If you're a child of God, say, man, you know, we usually say, we usually, when God nudges us to do something, what we do, we start saying, well, all the things, we can't do that. Oh, we couldn't do that. I don't, look, look what Moses said. I don't speak well. He said, take your brother. <laughs> How about that? Look back over your life to things that you have accomplished through the power of the Lord. You know it's him. You might as well give him the praise for it. You might as well. I love it when you turn around and look at stuff. Then people say, well, what's going on? I said, man, let me tell you what God's doing. Living in harmony is a tough deal sometimes, isn't it? It's finding the things that you can agree on, right? Everybody seems nowadays, if it's my way or the highway. You don't have to believe and like everything I like for me to get along with you, you know? We don't have to go to the same restaurant. I go out to eat with the same two guys every day for the last, I don't know how many years. And we don't really care. I don't care. Now, if you take me to the Sushi King, I'll probably just get water. But I like the fellowship. Now, people going to say, well, how do you, I ain't eating no cut bait. Okay, I'm just telling you. Now, maybe if you put great gravy on it, I can do it. But I, I just, I, that is not something I'm going, woo, let's go down here and get some worms. I'm thinking, that looks like something in the bait basket. But people that love it, love it. I just haven't, I haven't, I haven't grown that far yet. I just haven't. I'll tell you what, I, oh, it's, it's amazing. But you know what I'm saying is, it doesn't always have to be my way. Isn't that what a relationship's about? It doesn't have to be my way every time and turn around. And, I, and if it's not my way, I'm going to just take you right on down to the, to, the, to the mat. No, 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 no. There's a lot of things we can negotiate on. But there's something that I will not negotiate on. What God says. 
Now, I don't have to beat you with my Bible or anything else. I'll just say, hey, what, what does the word say? Don't you think we ought to go with that? Let's go with that. You want to argue with somebody, you can talk to him when you get there. But, but I'm telling you, it's pretty straightforward, a lot of stuff. You know? But I tell you what, I think we desire to live in harmony, but I don't, I don't know if we'll ever live in harmony until the Lord comes back. Somebody say amen if they believe that. It's amazing. I looked through here and I said, if we go, go through this thing, the next piece here, it talks about being careful. I want to share some scriptures from that. Everybody doing good so far? Look at this. I'm going to just walk through the scriptures. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Well, you can take that and just run off the wrong way. I don't believe that that means to be everybody's best friend. I don't mean, believe that that means, well, just go with the flow. I believe it means this, that you know what? We represent the Lord to everyone the best we can. Look at this. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Well, let me tell you what. What is, what is, what is the word I want to say? I'll call it a plumb line. Y'all know what a plumb line is when you're getting something straight? The plumb line. What, what is the foundation? It's got to be the word of God. So ultimately, when you stand on the word of God, they're going to say, well, all I know is this. I had another thing. Man, I'm talking about work a lot today. I hope y'all watching. And they do sometimes because I hear better money. Well, I heard you. Yeah. I was going through a situation at work. And there was something going on. And this guy was rough around the edges. And he called me. He goes, I got to ask you a question. I said, you don't ask everybody else. Why do you want to hear from me? He said, because I know you won't lie. This is the guy that's not walking with the Lord that I could tell. But he said, I know you're not going to lie about it. And I got laughing. He said, what's so funny? I said, did you see little Jesus? Oh. <laughs> what? What's the question? <laughs> but see, people were watching. And people were seeing what's what. And so guess what? The answer I had to give him was not really one that the flesh wanted to give him. But I told him the truth. Amen. Sometimes the truth is not what the other people want to hear, is it? But I tell you what, the guy respected the truth and went on about it. He said, okay, then, if that's the way it is, that's the way it is. Thank you. Ba-boom. And I thought, Lord, they got to see you today. Help me to always answer honestly, you know? Because it would have been a whole lot of, well, I don't know. I got amnesia. I mean, I don't know. I won't even there. I'm, huh? Or you can just say, hey, man, this is what I know to be true. Didn't say it's always comfortable. But I tell you what, God will honor that, won't he? Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good? If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everybody. Woo! Seek godly wisdom and watch what God will bring your way. Think about that. I don't go, how many do this? And I, I've lived a long time like this, and I tell you what, I sleep a whole lot better without this. Boy, I wake up in the morning, had a bad day at work, or whatever it might be, you're dealing with somebody, whatever, and you say, I tell you what, if they say this when I get to work, I'm going to tell them this. And if they do this, I'm going to block them in this way. And I'm going to do this, and I didn't sleep all night, and got into work, and they go, hey, man, what's up? <laughs> and you're just waiting for me, like, but, but, I mean, you're about foaming at the mouth. Just wait, I wish they would. I wish they would. <laughs> I don't think that's what God desires. If possible, as far as it depends on who, 
You, us, the believer, live at peace with everybody. If they ask you the truth, tell them the truth. Other than that, just keep pointing to Jesus. Be careful. Be careful in that. Let's keep on rolling. How about it? Do not take revenge. Oh, man, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath for it. It is written, it's, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. We like to take it in our own time. Well, I'll tell you what. Mm. Anybody ever retaliated out a little bit? I'll give you all a few more minutes. I'll ask it again. Anybody ever retaliated a little bit? Got a few more hands on that. See, that right there would be the Holy Spirit convicting you. <laughs> I mean, yes, I am. Not proud of it, man, but that's the truth. But God says, I'm going to work it out. And I can tell you this, and, and I know it's tough in different situations. I have not been with, through what some people have been, but I know what God's word says. And I can just tell you in the, in the things in my life that I've turned over to God. Sure does bring me some peace. I tell you what's happened when I haven't. It's caused more conflict within my family. It's caused more conflict with the people around me. You know what did it say? If possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace. I See, I wouldn't be living at peace if I'm trying to get even with Fred, George, Butch, and Margie or whoever. Ain't no Fred, Butch. John and Margie in here. John, I'm sorry. That's the only name I can come up with. But take a look at that. Can we trust God to handle his business? Absolutely. He's faithful. Everybody doing good. Here we go. Picking up speed here. That's too much speed. <laughs> it says, on contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Now, let me ask you a question. After reading that, how many of y'all going to go get a dozen of Happy Meals and bring them around, just keep them in your car and give them to people? So you just say, here, here you go, here you go, take that. I'm going to feed you. You're hungry. That's just trying to get even, right? That's not what it's saying. That is not what it's saying. If your, in, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. I believe this, as we respond like Christ, even people that don't maybe like you or maybe not even agree with you, they will respect what you believe. I've had conversations with people who say, you, you know what, man, you really believe what you believe. I go, I do. He said, but I don't believe like that. I said, okay. But you know what, man, I got to tell you. I do respect what you believe. You see, did you catch that? See, they know, people know, what. if you really believe what you believe, that doesn't mean you never mess up. That doesn't mean you're walking on the water and everything else. But it does mean that you desire to represent the Lord the best you can. And I tell you what, something else. When you do, Mr. Martin, be quick to tell them, say, hey, man, you know what? I really didn't handle that good yesterday. And I apologize about that. And keep moving. Now, if they... Receive that forgiveness, everything's lovey-dovey, right? What happens if they don't receive that forgiveness? Everything lovey-dovey anyway, because you did what God asked you to do. You're right. We pray for them. Or pray for ourselves and say, Lord, help me in these situations, because I want to represent you well. Let's take a look at this. Bringing it home. Everybody doing good so far? 
Look at this. That's where we want it to get. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Reflect the king. Live in peace. Rely on Christ. Be quick to forgive. Draw close to God. Show compassion and put your love in action. Let us pray. Father, I pray today that through this just brief message today, I pray that it was powerful. I pray that, that you take your word and honor it, Lord, like you do, and that people see you through this message. Lord, you tell us what you desire for us. You show us what you've done for us, and you want us to be more like you. Father, thank you for the sanctification that you work in our life as we come boldly to the throne of grace. Father, thank you that you forgive, that you show us love in action. And your greatest example was that is when you left heaven and came to this fallen earth to rescue those who are lost. And that's each and every one of us. If you're listening today or you're sitting here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord, realize why we need to do that. The Bible says all is sin and broke God's law. When we break God's law, there is a penalty. There's a penalty for sin. The wages of sin is death. But God loved you, make it personal, so much that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus came and lived a life that was perfect. And he laid his life down to pay that sacrifice that was rightly mine and yours for our sin. But he willingly took that on him. He poured his blood out to redeem us from sin. He was whipped beaten, spit on, and put in a borrowed tomb, dead. But aren't you glad we overcome in him? Because on the third day he rose. And friends, let me tell you, that is the best news you'll ever hear. That is the best deal you'll ever get. I don't mean to cheapen it by saying that. Why would you run from the cross? If you're listening today, please run to the cross and ask the Lord to forgive you of your sin. Ask the Lord to come into your life and say, Lord, I believe you're the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world. Lord, I'm turning from my sin. Help me today, Lord, to live for you. And the Bible says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And then we walk it out. We put that love in action. We treat people like God treats people with love and compassion and forgiveness and grace. And we make disciples. We study the word of God. And we be the word of God. The open book. The written word. Where people see what Christ is all about. Friends, if you got any questions about what was said today, drop us a line. We love you. Everybody here is going to give the Lord some praise. Amen. Give the Lord some praise.